So let's talk a little bit about the economy for a second. Of course, uh, interest rates went up by 25 basis points. They're now, uh, the Bank of Canada rate is now at 4.5%. That's the eighth increase uh, by the bank. And of course, no surprise that Canadians are increasingly worried about their levels of, de- of debt because of those rising interest rates. Well, Sands & Associates each year does a BC Consumer Debt Study. They've just finished the latest one. Joining us now to talk a little bit about that study is Blair Manton, President of Sands & Associates. Associates. Blair, thank you for joining us today. Oh, it's good to be here. Uh, walk me through uh, your firm's study when it comes to debt here. What are the top line findings so far? Well, it's the 10th year we've been doing these studies, and the reason we do them is to shine a spotlight on people that are struggling with debt because there's a huge stigma around being in debt, and a lot of people feel like they're the only person. Um, In this year's study, there were a few trends that really emerged, and in some ways, they're continuing some earlier trends. You know, one is the move towards more high-risk, last-resort, high-interest-rate financing, so things like payday loans. You know, 10 years ago, that was not a factor at all in any insolvencies. Um, Now it's approaching near double digits, nearly 10% of individuals are saying the number one problem I had was a payday loan. It's still not close to credit cards. You know, that's 50 or 60% of people say that's their main issue. But that growth in payday loans is definitely concerning. Um, Another key finding is just the aging of debt. So we're finding the proportion of clients over age 55 just continues to escalate. So it's people getting into retirement that are still carrying debt, haven't been able to pay it off, and are increasingly coming and finding themselves in difficulty. Um, how, how has inflation, uh, the present real estate market here uh, across Canada, but particularly here in the lower mainland, but other communities in BC as well, how much has the past economic environment over the last 12 months accelerated some of these things that you're talking about? It's been a huge factor. So since about February um, of 2022, our phones started to light up and they haven't went silent since. You know, the December that we've just um, closed off is the busiest December we, we've seen in uh, more than five years. And it's one of the busiest Decembers in our 30-year history. Um, so the volume has just started to increase. And a lot of it is people just realizing it seems like it's a perfect storm now. Of cost of living is going up. Um, interest rates are high. All of the government income support programs during COVID, you know, those were great. But now the government's asking for a bunch of that money back, which can put people into obviously a very, very tough situation. So during the pandemic, the number of people seeking insolvency services that fell to a 30-year low, and I'm convinced now that was just kicking the can down the road, that these folks that had issues before or during the pandemic, it's really coming home to roost right now. So we anticipate 2023 uh, to be significant growth in insolvency volumes. The most recent month of stats that were released by the government in November, uh, the number of people filing bankruptcies was up by 9% year over year, which is big, but the number of people filing consumer proposals was up by almost 40%. So it's a massive increase year over year that all trustees are seeing. Uh, do you see a light at the end of the tunnel uh, in the back half, uh, back half of 2023, or do you think it's gonna, this is an issue we're just going to have to deal with for, for all of 2023, and hopefully things turn around in 2024? And I, I, at the beginning, I admit, it's hard to look at your crystal ball and, and, and point to the exact month mm-hmm. and date. But, you know, the fight against inflation is is not something that's going to take a few months. Interest rates have risen and they will decline, as we are told, but it will take time, time which means two or three years potentially. Um, do you expect all of 2023 to be a challenge uh, moving forward for those who are dealing with debt and bankruptcy? 
Yeah, I, I anticipate the consumer is going to continue to feel just tons of pressure from all sides, whether it's interest rates, you know, shelter costs in BC. It's very rare the person I see that's not spending half of their income um, on, food, on on rent or mortgage costs, which is, you know, that, that puts you pretty behind the eight ball before you even start. I don't see many factors that are going to moderate that in the near term. I think what's really hopeful um, is that people can know if they do have a debt problem, there's a way to get out of it. There's great remedies that are available. I mentioned a consumer proposal before most people that I meet with they come to see a licensed insolvency trustee thinking they have to file for bankruptcy um, you know it's a very rough meeting they think they're walking into and for 85% of people they're restructuring their debt by doing a consumer proposal um, instead of a bankruptcy so as I look forward I think there'll be a ton more people reaching out rather than before it's at the last stage where bankruptcy is the only option saying you know what I'm barely making ends meet I can see the payments that I'm making 90% of them are going to interest each month I need to do something different. So as a trustee, I don't think bankruptcies are going to go through the roof. I think there'll be some growth. I think the real growth will be in consumer proposals of people saying we need to freeze the interest, we need to pay back what we can afford, and creditors are remarkably open to working with individuals who make consumer proposals. Uh, you know, beyond a small minority of people who, who take on tremendous amount of debt, um, how does debt creep up on people and the challenges of, you've talked about bankruptcies, how does that creep up on people? And you've have a long, you've had a long history in, in dealing with the public who do come in to see to you, see you, um, and your firm has dealt with uh, bankruptcies. And how does debt creep up on people? You know, before I became a trustee, I think similar to a lot of folks, I made certain assumptions that it must be mismanagement. It must mm-hmm. be that, you know, if someone is filing for bankruptcy, there must have been, you know, seven or eight or a bunch of different decisions they could have made that would have avoided the whole situation. Um, having done this job for 15 years now, there are very few, people, very few people that I've seen that could have done a whole lot different to avoid their fate. It's usually the case that they were doing just fine, and then there was a shock to the system. So the most common ones are a job loss or, you know, an income interruption during COVID, for example, nothing you do to contribute to those typically, but can be financially catastrophic, a relationship breakdown, an illness of themselves or a family member. What's really tough is if people haven't been able to save an emergency fund, those things happen. There's a shock to the system and credit is the only way to fill the gap for some folks. And then once you're trapped into a cycle where you're only making minimum payments, you know, even $6,000 of debt on a credit card can be 40 years of minimum payments. No joke. So when you, when you look at your statements each month, and you say, if I keep doing what I'm doing, I'm going to be in debt for, you know, pick 40, 60, 80 years or whatever. Um, you know, that's where it can just creep up as you had an issue. Uh, the interest just kept compounding against you and just making minimum payments doesn't get you out of debt at all. You know, people are typically very hard on themselves. So one of the top reasons why people said they got into trouble with debt is they just said, you know, they overextended their credit. But when we dug, dug a little bit deeper, it was a big proportion of folks are overextending their credit just to make ends meet, just to pay the rent, the groceries, take care of the kids. It's not a whole lot of, you know, frivolous spending, gambling, um, speculation. I don't see much of that on the day-to-day. Blair, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. Oh, it's been my pleasure. Thank you so much.